हेलो एवरीवन दिस इज कथक का चक्कर माय नेम इज प्रमित एंड दिस प्लेस इज डिजाइन टू बी अ सेंट्रल प्लेटफॉर्म टू ब्रिंग कॉन्वर्सेशंस विद कथकर्स अक्रॉस द ग्लोब रिकॉर्डिंग नाउ ओके टुडे एंड इट्स गरुल राइट एम आई सेइंग राइट या the okay so so today i have with me aditya garud he is a kathak dancer learning under the guidance of guru pandit mayur vaidya ji he believes dance is a way of expression and kathak is language through which one can communicate with the audience to him dance is beyond just entertainment but something that can create a shift in the society he is also a practicing dance movement therapy practitioner founder of angikam which works for creating safe non-judgmental space and mental health awareness so thanks to tanvir for introducing us and i'm glad we got yeah. to do this and thanks for your patience and everything uh yeah and just to start off with uh, yeah, so i've had uh, sunena who who talked about a bit of mental health in kathak but want to l- learn about your perspective how did you start exploring mental health when it comes to kathak so so i started my kathak journey when i was on in my second year of graduation but okay. i always w- was curious about mental health i ended up taking commerce so i was not a psychology student as such but then i, I always was curious of, about blending these two things dance and psychology and i ended up knowing this course about dance movement therapy from tata institute of social sciences and so mm-hmm. after my graduation i thought this is it and i should give it a try and after enrolling actually it was a more of a self discovery to me because you know it was beyond right. just mental health but but right. more about discovering mind and body connection and how mm. how our body stores memories and how movement just movement is something that everybody is involved in and there is not something that nobody can dance but just blinking of an eyelid is also a movement so everybody can dance i think uh, dance movement therapy is not restricted to people who like dance or are dancers but but anybody for that matter even parkinson's patients can be a part of dance movement therapy sessions so i think everybody can dance and we all are somewhere communicating through movement in our daily life now that you broken down what a movement is and everybody can dance i guess that begs the question um why should someone dance in the first place according to you like if, if there's something you can do but what what are the reasons they should be doing it in the first place according to you while we communicate with somebody through words while verbal communication you somewhere mm-hmm. have this process of thinking what you want articulating it and then speaking it out right but when it comes to body body doesn't need articulation it just throws it up the the very authentic self that you want to so there might be so many times when you don't know what you want to articulate it or how to exactly put it in words but your body knows it well and so the best example can be a kid a newborn kid doesn't know any language but he knows how to communicate with his mother because that is just movement that is how we learn our evolving process has started through movement and then on stages we learn about articulation words and languages so i think movement is our first language so there can be no more authentic language and something that everybody knows so i think two people if they don't know each other's language movement can be the best medium oh 
Okay, cool. so that that's kind of the common element that can bring people together, even if they don't understand each other. That's Definitely. interesting. Definitely. So coming to that, since we're talking about dance movement therapy, let's just talk about Angekam. Could you tell us a little bit about that initiative, and then we'll yeah. take a little deeper into it. So after completing my post graduation about dance movement therapy, I was always mm-hmm. keen about you know starting something on my own, a, a space where where people can just express, and I didn't had a very specific. Uh, area to work on as in a specific population i have worked with special kids i have worked with uh, cerebral palsy patients but i didn't know which population to work with but the only agenda that i had clearly was i want to create more safe spaces safe non judgmental spaces for just people to express because i think you know just expression has this power this empowering feeling where you can express your own self in a in a space where you're sure that you know this is this space is confidential this space is non judgmental and you're being heard is is such a empowering thing in itself and it was my conscious attempt to you know to just create these spaces where different populations from special kids just conducting a session on valentines day for couples to you know know each other and know how body is trying to communicate with each other or do contact improvisation so just as simple as that so angikam is an initiative which i think is is just an attempt and initiative to you know to just create more of this safe non judgmental spaces and and spread awareness about uh, mental health about how we look at it how a person surviving goes through just i think a just small attempt in this big ocean and since you uh, since you've had dealt with people from so many different walks of life and different conditions how did you start reaching out to them and how did you start getting them interested in them in this initiative uh okay so i think uh, dance movement therapy was very new in india it is still new and it is an emerging field so firstly when you talk about therapy the word therapy has some stigma attached to it right so people step back but when you hear about dance movement then it is somewhere you know it is on a lighter note but then the stigma comes that oh my god we are not a dancer so so every time we had this dance movement therapy session we had to specify that no prior dance experience needed and and that is where somehow we realized that you know we need to communicate verbally to people more about what dance movement therapy exactly is and and rather than articulating that it is a psychotherapeutic process of mind and body connection more about experiences that are, that people have gone through maybe just that will maybe help people connect so just sharing a few experiences from my sessions um, something like uh, a, a cerebral palsy kid uh, who during first session who was surviving to cerebral palsy during the first session he couldn't take his hand up this was it and i used the vibrant colors he loved vibrant colors so i used colors which he like and a ribbon of the same colors and when i did few sessions with that ribbon towards the end of my dance movement therapy session during my 12th session he he tried to lift the ribbon so high that his movement vocabulary increased to this and the principal walked down to me and said uh, this special code special school never had a an annual function because we thought that uh, these kids can cannot really have a movement vocabulary or a synchronized movement but today after your last session we realized that it is our perspective that we see that they can't move or they have a movement restriction but they have their own world and their own movement vocabulary and that is what 
they have explored in the dance movement therapy session and now we'll be having annual functions where they'll move and this was so touching to me that you know we see people through our eyes and our perspective that as dancers or even non dancers this is what dance is or this is what movement is but but this is our perspective and that is what we limit and we set boundaries so i think with this experience or 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 just a experience where where somebody realized that childhood trauma where where a memory was stored in some part of the body was something that they realized during a dance movement therapy session and to me as a facilitator that was a huge shift that that you know uh, sometimes even uh, talk therapy or or during verbal session you don't know where is it coming from when the therapist asks you where is this thought coming from and you have no idea but your body knows and your body knows where exactly the memory is stored this is such a powerful thing so i think as a facilitator even i am learning through each passing session that how should i you know articulate this better to to encourage people to participate in the sessions and to to you know somehow end the stigma or spread awareness about mental health or dance movement therapy so i don't know the best way to you know best way to reach out to people yet but i am still learning with each session well yeah it sounds like you're doing a great job and yeah that was a very powerful moment um so when these things happen when someone acquires a new movement vocabulary or they extend the boundaries of it is are these things you expect as a result of your training or is it new and surprising for you as well what has been your experience uh so every time when when i plan sessions uh mm-hmm. yeah we have we somewhere are not supposed to expect what is coming out but we have a set right. of expectation as, as as a human being we have set of expectation right we are surprised with something new so mm-hmm. so for example having a session with community a, a group of women coming from a specific community and i was right. like okay this is our last session and we'll have farewell a nice farewell where we'll play with colors and all of mm-hmm. a sudden a few of them started crying and i was surprised that we were supposed to play with colors and they were like no uh, you will not be coming here na so we never got this opportunity to express as as patriarchy has this thing that women can't express or you know voice their opinion mm-hmm. the community that they were coming from they just were missing this safe space where they can express freely and uh, freely mm-hmm. express through their bodies and whatever mm-hmm. they want to so okay. i was very surprised and taken aback that you know uh, we always think that we know with this specific element this will come out but you never know what it does to each and every individual because each and every individual participating the session come with their experiences to the session their experiences of their life so i think they walk in with their experiences and then the then the activity that you do results in something new so i think it is a new discovery and surprise to me always so on that note do you get people like uh, their husbands or someone from their family trying to pull them off and talking to you like no we don't want this or have you dealt with these confrontations or has that is that an experience you've had yeah after a few sessions i think uh, some some women choose to you know stay back and have a conversation with me that you know uh, these are the things that we realized in the session but but we were not okay with you know discussing it in the group so so can we discuss it and you know can we talk with our families and yes we we somehow managed to you know have a conversation with their families uh, and i think uh, with after the sessions they they themselves have the courage to you know to 
to express what they want to and put it in words and you know have that courage to go ahead and put themselves first so i think just this prioritizing of my needs and what is my body feeling right now and being confident about what is that i want to put forward is is that comes and understood so you're not just dealing with like the individuals you're kind of dealing with that whole community that surrounds that individual as well so it's yeah. not just like a person coming for a class i think i think when we talk about mental health uh, yes. we can never neglect the fact that uh, the individual dealing with mental health conditions or every individual for that matter lives mm-hmm. in a system and and system and political a uh, background somehow affects your mental health so you can't really uh, separate the individual from the system and and the effect of system and the the political situation around him so definitely environment systematic problems and mm-hmm. uh, political background right now affects the individual and his mental health so just understanding that uh, we can't really think of just individual but we have to consider everything around them and you call yourself a facilitator which sounds to me like it's different from being a therapist so is there a difference if so what is that uh, so as a facilitator i think uh, my my job is to just uh, you you yourself find the way out my job is to just facilitate you so my job is to just you know help you find your own route so, right. so it is uh, coloring on a paper my job will be just like you know what is the color that you feel you want to paint here and the answer mm-hmm. is something that you know but i am just facilitating you to that so i think understood so then that kind of brings the next question in mind if so say when so when people work in industry where you're kind of providing a service to people there's something called compassion fatigue where you're kind of listening to all these stories and you kind of get weighed down yourself so how do you take care of yourself while taking care of others what do you do for yourself so 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 therapy for therapist is is something that is very necessary because uh, when you're listening to uh, stories and when you're engaging you know engaging through your body also and and being in that space and and uh, uh, giving yourself being holding on that space because holding on to something takes a lot of energy and it drains you so we we have this rituals that we do post session and before the session also to you know somewhere create a bubble around us so that it doesn't you know enter but but also sometimes you know you are dealing with some challenges in your own life and you should not take it to the session you still have to be there to hold space for others it does become it does become challenging sometimes but then as an artist uh, uh, that is the i think a training that we have already had to you know to to mask up what you have in your personal life and still enter the stage with a smile and uh, be in front of the audience like yeah the show must go on and i am here to you know so i think i i carry that learning in the session too okay and since you're talking about dancing and training would be a good segue uh, so do you end up using your kathak training in your dance movement therapy uh no i think i i don't use my kathak training because you know mm-hmm. kathak being a classical dance form uh, mm-hmm. people people see it as a very structured way of you know doing it so so mm-hmm. if i you know try to 
इंट्रोड्यूस कहा था कि इन माई डांस मूवमेंट थेरेपी सेशन इट समेर बैक पीपल फ्रॉम डिफरेंट कम्युनिटीज बिकॉज दे माइट फील दैट इट इज इट इज अट ऑफ लग्जरी और नॉट फॉर ऑल सो आई ट्राई टू यू नो कीप द डांस मूवमेंट थेरेपी स्पेस वेरी फ्री मूविंग और फ्री मूवमेंट विथ विथ नो स्पेसिफिक डांस फॉर्म कमिंग इन फॉर दैट मैटर but but definitely learnings of of being a kathak dancer you know not specific movements but definitely these learnings that you have from kathak dancers such as uh, before uh, starting your kathak you do your grounding you do your namaskar in the same way before starting sessions i have my grounding exercises or or post session you know uh, uh, post after a show you have this feedbacks coming in and you think of the feedback or how can you make it better so i think as a dancer it has helped me evolve as a person and both learnings from dance movement therapy and from kathak both somewhere blend together and and somewhere you know trying to coexist together if if that is the word coexisting together okay so if you're talking about coexisting have you noticed any improvements or changes to your kathak training as a result of the dance movement therapy work you do yeah yeah definitely yes so so uh while while you know you are you are training yourself for kathak and dance dancing and there are there are days when when your body feels tired or there are days when you know you think that no this is not coming in or or there is some something that i need to push forward but i don't know what it is you know i can do this better but i don't know exactly what is missing so when questions come in uh, i have i have you know learned this thing in dance movement therapy to listen to my body to let my body speak for myself and then during this kathak session sessions when i am really tired or i feel fatigue you know i can just close my eyes for a minute and think which body part of me you know is right now being rigid or i need to be more flexible in which body body part or is there a specific body part that i am not uh, giving much attention is it something that is it is missing and and that you know helps me really in my kathak training to you know to to just be with my body or just spend some time just doing hastak and 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 be with my body with itself and let it sink in let the movement sink in so yeah yeah definitely okay thank you, you for explaining about uh, mind and body connection so so okay. just just not doing doing kathak as a, a movement vocabulary or just as the movement says but also mm-hmm. somewhere giving a metaphor in my mind Uh, like in dance movement therapy we have this thing of giving an imagery or visualization for movement because okay. it is difficult for people to you know to just move freely so giving a visualization that maybe uh, you are you are in a waterfall and having a bath so then that helps them move so during kathak uh, just to you know to let the movement sink in and to feel the movement maybe giving myself a metaphor of of how this mm-hmm. movement feels or you know what is this movement what does this movement tell me and then that metaphor helps me to you know to to sink in with that movement and and sink with that mind and body connection what i am talking about okay cuz then that brings me to uh, cuz when you're talking about attaching like a metaphor to a movement and i just want would like an example so say if you're doing a hastak whether mm. it's or madhya or tala what kind of metaphors do you attach when you are doing yeah. your so 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 this metaphor a very basic uh-huh. hastak in kathak that we usually use and i think this metaphor is by maharaj ji and and i have been using it even while teaching because students help it understand better so maharaj ji says that 
इवन माय गुरु पंडित मयूर वैद्य जी सेज दिस मेटाफर इज अ ब्यूटीफुल मेटाफर टू अंडरस्टैंड दिस अस्त्र दैट यू नो इफ यू हैव वाटर बिनीथ एंड जस्ट टू टेक योर हैंड फ्रॉम द वाटर एंड जस्ट दिस ड्रॉपलेट्स ड्रॉपिंग इन फ्रॉम वाटर स्प्रेडिंग इट आउट टेकिंग इट इन एंड टेकिंग इट डाउन लाइक अ आशीर्वाद सो यू नो जस्ट दिस मेटाफर हेल्प्स यू सो मच दैट यू नो जस्ट वाटर ड्रिपिंग इन लेटिंग योर हैंड लूज बट स्टिल दैट ग्रेस व्हिच हेल्प्स यू सो सो when you don't know exact technical aspects of the movement that kalhai ko loose chhodna hai aur aapko haath upar uthana hai it becomes very difficult but just saying it ki pani se haath jaise nikalte ho waise aur aur boonde pani ki baras rahi hai tab 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 this is so beautiful to imagine and do it and then hmm. naturally uh, your nazar goes with your hastak and hmm. the smile comes very naturally because you visualize that right Yes, um, yeah. I mean, no one can see what you're doing. Doing, but I love the way you did your wrist because my wrists, my I, I have only two modes. I do this or this, and so I'm working with Tenby to fix that on my other instructor. But yeah, thank you for giving that metaphor. That's really beautiful, and kind of that kind of segues into the next topic for me. Uh, I want to talk about. So one of the things we discussed, we talk about is Raha. So could you tell us what Raha was about? Yeah. So. so because uh, aditya garud has this two things one is being a kathak dancer and one is being a dance movement therapy practitioner or you can call mm-hmm. it a mental health advocate but they right. always have this thing that you know uh, how can i be- blend these two things you know kathak okay. is this strong tool which which through which i can you know hold on or audience or or you know communicate with the audience and mm-hmm. this mental health thing is something that i want to spread awareness about so how can right. i you know bridge the gap of this two and then i had this opportunity we have this trend in mayurvedya art temple where i am learning and teaching that you know every guru purnima instead of materialistic gifts uh, gift a choreography to your guru and there is a show called das darpan where you can have your presentation so i had this 15 minute presentation with 15, mm-hmm. 15 dancers and uh, right. i thought if i have this opportunity to you know uh, choreograph something with a with a theme or a concept why not use this mental health thing which was which seemed challenging at the beginning but it i should say it was a therapeutic process so uh, i took anxiety as the topic that let's let's start with anxiety how a person dealing with anxiety goes through what is exactly that he goes through so you know i i somehow had this vision of creating the experience for the audience mm-hmm. of of how is how it is to 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 be in the state of being anxious or being furious so uh but not giving any solution through the project of of what mm-hmm. you need to do or seek out for help or therapy but just this basic thing of what acceptance can do just accepting that i need help just accepting right. that it is okay to be not okay is the mm-hmm. first step and and the moment you accept that it is okay to be not okay and i am not okay then it comes about you know asking for help seeking support so just that journey from from palpitations maybe just that journey from anxiety towards just accepting that i am not okay okay is what i tried and uh the the process the process of choreographing it was was therapeutic to me and the dancers too because there were moments when when i couldn't really explain the dancers what it is 
because hmm. i had this first half of the project raha which was talking about you know uh, highlighting symptoms of anxiety so which were like uh, breathlessness and, and how many dancers did you have real quick you saw uh, 15 dancers okay so you're yeah. managing 15 dancers and doing your own yeah 15 dancers okay, and fine. i i entered the stage after the first half as in after the nice. symptom which is done i somehow played the role of being a facilitator Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Again. Okay. That's perfect yeah. for you. Yeah. Go so, for it. so, so I started with you know highlighting the symptoms of anxiety, which can be like mm-hmm. breathlessness, palpitations, uh, forgetting things, or or you know uh, just crying out loud in the middle of something, or or just uh, being enough, you know, just I'm done with it kind of a thing. So the the show started with you know uh, dancers masking up their face, showing. breathlessness you know mm-hmm. not knowing where to go and and then it started with palpitations where where dancers uh, stamped on the stage and used padant like tak tak it tak tak it tak tak and then this sound of padant everybody doing their own padant creating mm-hmm. a sound that is disturbing to the audience like dha tak tak it dha dha tak tak it dha 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 tak and after a point it becomes so disturbing that one dancer comes in the stage and that sits shivering and and shouts very loud and then there is silence hmm. and after that thought comes in with a, a sitar and during the thought one dancer from the first forgets the thought or or you know leaves it with the, before the sum or leaves it abstract because oh. they forget where they are and element going on like this and towards the end uh, with a heavy tatkar just you know towards the end of the tatkar the high of the tatkar there is so much fatigue that they end up falling on the stage and there is silence and blackout and then with music i enter somehow and just doing my own movements not lifting them lifting them up but maybe just through my hastak showing them ways and and with my hastak with the same directions one one by one the dancers are getting up you know uh, yeah one by one dancers getting up and just after that you know this small movements of breathing together or, or being in a line being in a sync and breathing together of of you know maybe my perspective will be of of this developing a community or sense of belonging that you are not together in in this stage there are too many people with you who are who are going through the same thing and and then uh, full fledged you know dancing with them together and towards the end just just sitting there and and speaking with the audience that you know uh, sometimes it's okay to be not okay and the first step is just acceptance so this is where the word comes from raha the journey from anxiety to acceptance and and you know uh, this moment of no claps after 15 minutes of production just silence in the auditorium and then after a few minutes the audience come back and and then there were uh, applause and and the best part about it i think so was when dancers came to me after the production and said you know that during the production there were times when i realized that you know this is something that i need to work on or mm-hmm. or when i had this this thing of palpitation i didn't really choreograph it because i didn't think uh, i can tell you what you go through when you have anxiety you know it better 
so the music of palpitation were going off of heart beating but i was just like you do what you feel when you are ex- extremely anxious you are sweating so how will you walk walk accordingly take 5 minutes close your eyes breathe and now do so the production was a very uh, discovering process and you know a process where i i can i don't know whether it was a dance movement therapy session or choreographing a kathak production where where you know some pieces were not to be choreographed because i think uh, we don't know my my reason for not choreographing it was maybe i see anxiety as as something as heart ache or or a ache in my chest but there are 100 people in the audience right and these 200 people 10 people might see it my way 10 people might see see it other way but if i have 15 dancers everybody of them will do it their way and maybe one from the audience will connect to this one from the audience will connect to this hmm. and if i have this opportunity to reach out so many people to so many different ways why not then why to choreograph it in a certain way if i have so many dancers this is this this statement by kumudini lakhya ji that you know hmm. by using group group dancers and kathak make sure you're not just replicating the dancers you are using mm. them in more ways okay and and that mm. is so insightful you know you are not replicating them as as 15 dancers doing the same thing but each of them doing something individually and creating the impact together okay lots of questions there i'm just trying to like break this down so when you say 15 dancers are doing their own thing have you do they have the freedom to move however they want or you given each of them a separate thing to do how does that work so so i think uh, channelizing them in a certain way but okay. but then towards the end of it doing what you want as in your authentic movement but channelizing it in a spe- specific way okay yeah so so because uh, it was about you know highlighting the symptoms of anxiety something mm-hmm. like creating a chaos on the stage was needed at the moment but then right. also also supervising them that what kind of chaos is needed and it uh, audience need to feel this somewhere disturbed but but then to what extent and and can i bring them back also to to the level that i should yes. be able to get the audience back towards the end of the piece i am not leaving the audience at that stage and letting them go back so go back to where sorry go back to their homes with with okay. this disturbance so i all understood to the level that you know to the intensity that i can get the audience back breathing normal mm-hmm. like the dancers are is also my responsibility mm-hmm. as i take it because okay you know this 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 uh, statement that uh, art is what 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 disturbs you or mm-hmm. yeah uh, it is It's fine yeah, yeah. so art is what uh, disturbs you at some point of time is is something that i relate to very strongly because you know yeah kathak is a medium to entertain people it is about entertainment it is dance but it is just not entertainment it is a language through which you can communicate and why not use the language then to you know to speak to people who understand this language and so the best part was after this production after even mm-hmm. one week of the production i had calls from the audience that throughout the production we were crying or throughout the production i i realized that i was facing anxiety in my 
corporate meetings for all these years but i just thought it was fear but three of the symptoms sticked out of five i realized the dancer yeah. that was going on the stage is something that i go through so i need help right you know this this uh, vision of accepting what you're going through came even even i think even if there is shift for two people in the audience that is a is a very empowering thing to me um wow okay aditya so you're my 38th guest and this is by far my, the best description of any performance piece any kathakar has ever given me so just the description is so engaging i i, I would love to see what it's like and you've already answered all my follow up questions like what was the reception what was your choreographic investigation and what are your dancers you covered everything and that is amazing so no nothing to follow up there except is it available online or is there a way to see it or yeah, so there is a teaser on my instagram profile and also on my youtube channel about raha so there is a 1 minute teaser okay. there is okay. no way that is the full 15 minute production is not online yet art should comfort the disturbed and disturb the comfortable Art should disturb the comfort and disturb the comfortable. Okay, okay, understood. So, so this resonates with me very strongly. You know, to to you know to have a question mark from the auditorium when you leave, you take something. It is a, a food for thought for me, and and you take something back. It's such a strong feeling as an artist. You know, to five hundred people, you are just uh, giving a question to them and and leaving them with a question which is which can give them new insights to think about. You know. their own thinking or you know just resonate with it it is such a strong thing okay okay yeah that's that that's a good thought it takes a while to wrap your head around it but once you get it you do get it um i guess at this point would be a good segue i, I want to talk about like could you tell us a little bit about like your kathak training and background cuz could be would you got to touch upon that as well yeah so my kathak training started uh, it was very unpredictable i have been a folk dancer since my childhood indian folk dancer and i was okay. in theater and action and i was always uh, so which folk was it is it like a specific folk dance or no, just no. like general different indian, indian folk, folk dance. dances yeah so so okay, it, my school days i used to perform everywhere in international festival national festival so you know my schooling has always been this busy with academics and co curricular trying to balance it but but being good in academics and being from a background where all where you know from this secular income backgrounds of a specific 9 to 5 jobs so so after you know my boards my parents were like okay now now let's concentrate on academics this is just hobby so dance is just hobby so let's pause it now and and concentrate on academics because i was good in academics i somehow agreed to it and took a pause from dance and started my commerce graduation doing company secretary and i also uh, had a all india rank in my first company secretary exam so my parents were super happy and i had this one month gap and i thought you know my friends from my dance background are doing too much and they are into reality shows and this and that right now i think i should just resume dance for one month just to relax myself and i had this funny thought that you know uh, i always wanted to learn classical dance form and kathak attracted me i had no reason okay i i didn't know anything about kathak but i want to learn kathak so in the second first year of my graduation i was like i i i called my guru uh, guru pandit mayurvaidya ji and said this funny question that you know if today somebody asked me i don't know what i'll answer that i have one month time and i don't want to commit to the dance form can i learn bits of it like a crash course or something in this one month 
and and he was very kind enough to say he didn't say mm-hmm. that you know kathak is not a dance form which you will learn right, in one right. month or i don't know what you will learn in one month and he was very kind and positive mm-hmm. to say that yeah sure you come let's see what we can you know frame in this one mm-hmm. month thing and he started okay so he knew basic tatkar tathai thai tat athai thai tat and uh-huh. and then uh, we had the show in pandharpur which is a very uh, famous pilgrimage in maharashtra and okay it was a first ever opportunity for the dancer in the history of pandharpur that someone was allowed to dance inside the temple so my oh. guru had this opportunity and he thought that you know i can also be a part of the group oh. and i was too new for that so you know Uh, but very surprising i had this spiritual experience during performance and uh, i was not a very uh, spiritual person or a person who you know who who is very spiritual but during this performance specifically i i, w- I had some experiences which you know somehow made me realize that you know this strong instinct that uh, this is what i want to do and and the feeling that i get while doing this is not the feeling that i get while playing with calculators and and doing with numbers but but this was a very uh, big decision for my parents and and they were not ready to take it you know doing company secretary so good and i was into it but all of a sudden you know taking mm-hmm. completely new kathak as a profession or career and and nobody from the background or right no godfather in the field so how will you be doing it and you know i say it as i went for one month that one month hasn't ended yet uh and company secretary has stopped but kathak is the journey that i have started and i have never been back after that one month to my class but uh, mm-hmm. i completed my commerce graduation simultaneously and started with my kathak graduation and i think mm-hmm. i think uh my guru uh, accepted to teach me for this one month but but in this span of one month uh, he introduced me to this magic of this uh, world of kathak i'll say the the uh, introduced me to this feeling which is which is difficult to articulate of how it is to perform on stage and and when you mm-hmm. when you live for stage when you live for that moment of performing on stage uh, you know what it is you know i have missed it for 6 years this gap of 6 years during my academics and then going back on mm-hmm. that stage this opportunity that he gave i realized that you know yeah. this is something that 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 makes me feel alive and i think if i wouldn't have been on stage at that moment i think i would have been doing the same thing maybe for few more years till the moment mm-hmm. comes when i again go on stage and mm-hmm. and realize that this is what i want to do and right a span of 3 to 4 years you know to convince my parents about about my decision about mm-hmm. dance will be the only thing that i'll be doing at i'll be taking kathak as my career and you know somehow at this point of time i understand where they come from because it uh, it it is concerning for them when they when they don't know much about the field so anything unknown is something right. we are scared of right anything right. unknown so for, for them this field is unknown it it was unknown mm-hmm. so so then they were a bit skeptical and concerned at this at that moment i didn't really have the courage to you know or or i wasn't really empathetic to be in that place and understand where they are coming from uh, 
बट हैविंग फ्रेंड्स सपोर्टेड मी एंड माई गुरु हैज बीन वेरी 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 स्ट्रॉन्ग सपोर्ट इन दीज डेज टू यू नो टू टू बिलीव इन मी एंड एंड माई डिसीजन एंड गिव मी दैट स्ट्रेंथ टू यू नो या keep keep going he my guru says this very strongly that you know uh, uh just be loyal to the art form and the art form will give you what it wants mm. uh, don't expect anything you don't need to uh, yeah expect results he says uh, just be loyal to the art form what what is in your control is just being loyal to the art form and and that is what you know he he taught me to you know to not constantly run behind goals or you know to uh, to pressurize myself or run behind things but continue the process and uh, you know you never realize when you improve or or when you achieve small goals or milestones but you just continue as in these past 7 years i am just learning performing learning mm-hmm. performing but but now when i look back i realize that the journey has been very long uh how i have you know transformed as a dancer but uh, he has never made it very clear that how this mm-hmm. journey has been you know it has never been a struggle because he 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 somehow tried to make it like you know you should realize what you need to change it can't be matlab if i tell you that ye has tak aisa nahi hai isko aise ghumao so it becomes very difficult but when you yourself realize that you know it has to be a bit the change has to come from within and i think that way of teaching is something that i have taken from him and even while teaching now in his academy i think i don't try to you know put it very clear that you know aisa nahi aisa hi karna chahiye because i think at some mm-hmm. point of time the artist himself realize that you know this is not looking good i should do this and also uh, uh, mm-hmm. my guru has this thing that you know every toda tukda can be choreographed differently on each student because everybody has a different body different height so each hastak doesn't look the same mm-hmm. on each individual so kathak is an individual okay. art form like folk art forms are a group art forms kathak is a solo art form and so it is very important to develop as a soloist so he believes that you know the process should be your own process of you know discovering what looks good on me what doesn't look good on me so you know uh, a person with you know uh, a good height can can choose to not expand his body completely and shrink a bit because on stage he needs to look you know somehow presentable but a person with you know short height can you know choose to you know maybe expand his hands more because to expand his body so my guru has always been like don't look like mirrors or you know ek hi kya bol ek hi mold mein create kiye hue 10 artist nahi chahiye and this comes from his guru as in his guru guru asha joglekar maharaj ji and archana joglekar that you know he says that even my guru always thought that everybody should look individual even when you look, dance in group everybody should look like they have their individual uh strengths hmm. as as a kathak dancer so i think the process is very you know the, the process is on his own journey it doesn't has a specific route or he hasn't given me a map i have to figure out my own map 
and yeah so i was like yeah. so yeah thanks for telling us about uh, a little bit about how you teach and how whatever you what, and how you've been taught and those things are really interesting to me because i always like to hear about a student and their guru and their relationship and how that's kind of been framed um on that note it would be good to talk about guru purnima i know that you did something special during the lockdown could you tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about that all right yeah yeah go ahead aditya okay so so in this phase of lockdown you know the dynamics of a guru shishya relationship somewhere change you know uh, we were all in front of the screens you can't really bow down to your guru or, or feel the aura of their presence and you know learn in 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 their presence so we were all you know somehow figuring out and also this question mark of uh, where the future holds as an artist or how is the future for the the field of kathak and you know all these questions were raising and you know you can't still be in the front of guru and i think for all classical dancers or classical musicians or any student guru purnima is a very special day i think it is not less than a festival where where you know uh, the student also feels special and and you also somewhere you know are grateful to your guru you're grateful to your guru throughout the day but that is the day you know when you want to make your guru feel special about this and uh, we have this tradition as i mentioned earlier of you know g- gifting something that you create to your guru and and so i thought what can right. i do you know uh, apart from I, I, a, a solo piece that i created I gifted him that on Guru Purnima. This Guru Purnima. What can I do to you know, to you know, bring uh, Guru Shishya Jodis together? These prominent Guru Shishya Jodis who you know somehow represent each other. As in, uh, there are these very prominent Guru Shishya Jodis in Kathak where you know you look at the Guru and uh, think of the Shishya, or you know you look at the Shishya, looking at the disciple, you think of their Guru. So I thought let's bring this prominent Guru Shishya Jodis together from all Gharanas. because at the end of the day it is kathak family right and and all together so i tried to you know reach out to as many artists as possible and and there were some very prominent artists uh, who are who are uh, disciples who are carrying the legacy of their gurus forward but also prominent gurus in today's times and you know uh, artists like Shambhavi Dandekar, who is who is carrying the legacy of Manisha Sathya Ji, Banaras Gharana, or uh, Sharvari Jaministai, who is carrying the uh, legacy of Rohini Bhatia Ji, Vishal Krishna from Banaras Gharana, who uh, is Sitara Devi Ji's student. Hai. Then then we had uh, Tanvi Palav Nidhi Prabhu Sunil Sankara Aryaki, who was carrying the legacy of my Guru's Guru Archana Jogleker. Then uh, i was part of representing my guru and you know this bhajan of bimsen joshi ji which says guru bin kon dikhaye baat bada bhi kate yam ghat because these times are very difficult and i thought i think it resonates that in this difficult times who is going to show us the way without our guru who is going to be that person who will show us this way and so i thought you know let's let's do this bhajan all together with all these shishyas uh representing their gurus and and let's gift it to all the gurus in the kathak fraternity and so i somehow you know got together with all the shishyas and somehow try to you know speak with the gurus also to to give them an idea of what i am doing and are they okay with it and so this uh, attempt of the student dancing and the gurus image beside them 
you know to create this bond of a guru shishya jodi and a video all together where all the guru shishya not i can't say all but some prominent guru shishya jodis from the kathak fraternity have come together on this guru purnima and and celebrated this guru purnima in a virtual way but together you know we can't make it happen like it happens every year but in a virtual way in a different way but let's take this opportunity to make it special was my only only attempt and you know it was very conscious attempt to you know to uh, respect each and every guru and every artist time given to me and uh, it was just a very genuine attempt and and i hope it it reached out to many as in on social media it reached out to 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 many artists and it was supposed to you, you know be dedicated to my guru guru's guru and all the gurus but my guru has also been a very great support in the project you know guiding me through it because it is challenging when you have to deal with so many different artists from 3 to 4 countries and and reaching out to them for such a project it is also a sense of responsibility so i took help from my guru to you know to guide and navigate these conversations and i'm glad that it turned out well yeah and and this guru purnima is also special to me because uh, i gifted the solo piece which is also on youtube and and for the first time mm-hmm. you know my 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 guru was so happy with the piece he didn't expect it coming because uh, uh, i after mm-hmm. the samarpan project uh, i did this solo piece also that you know as a student i should also give something that is completely mine so from the video recording to lights to everything i did it in the midnight and 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 gifted in this this piece and for the first time i you know this getting a call from your guru that seeing this piece piece i had tears in my eyes and thank you this made my guru purnima special is is such a such a valuable thing and you know that is something that i can cherish for lifetime so you know just that few words of appreciation from your guru on the day of guru purnima mm-hmm. i think i think that is so special Yep. Well earned words of appreciation, given that how much you put in, and this is something I'm personally curious about. Since you've been you talked about reaching out to prominent artists, clearly you have so much respect for them. Were mm. you nervous or intimidated by reaching out to artists of a certain caliber? A caliber I found that happens to me when I reach out to guests on the podcast. Sometimes I'm just too afraid to reach out to certain people. Have you faced that? If so, if if so, what do you how do you deal with it? Yeah. So so. Uh, uh... in 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 the field of kathak and you know we we follow some kind of hierarchy where where we uh, there is there mm-hmm. is seniority we respect artist and you know uh, even in right. the project samarpan uh, i can definitely say that there are very few who are who are senior dancers uh, as in they are gurus right now and and students like me who who are still learning so you know to bring together on the same platform but but still represent that you know i i am nowhere at their level they are very senior to me but but it is just my attempt to build this gurushishya relationship and a project which which just shows that we are dedicated to our gurus is a sense of responsibility and i was definitely nervous you know reaching out but as i as i mentioned you know to navigate this these conversations my guru helped me to you know to to reach out to have conversations and you know to 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 express what was my genuine intention behind this and i think while reaching out i made this very clear during the first call itself that you know these are my intentions and you know uh, what is the intention behind it really matters and and sometimes uh, as an artist you really if you connect on what the person is trying to say 
then then you keep everything aside so so it is definitely a bit tricky when you have to mm-hmm. deal with you know artists and senior artists uh, you have right. to uh, you have to manage it uh, i think more con- consciously mm-hmm. if i can state that yeah but but yeah there were a few learnings that maybe next time i should be more conscious or do this more consciously mm-hmm. you know just simple things as uh, while writing captions or mentioning names uh, who should be here or there you know so many things that as some gurus are very senior but some students are very senior so you know still mm-hmm. maintaining gurus or following the students ka hierarchy or gurus ka hierarchy so there are too many questions but then mm-hmm. i think uh, we are all learning we are all evolving and uh, with with genuine intentions i i tried my best and yeah moved on with a few learnings definitely awesome thank you for like capturing all of that lessons learned what you did right what you didn't do right that that go if someone else listens to it and is doing something similar i think that will really help them um and as as we wind down i did want to ask you like there's another thing i want to discuss so uh, and just to be just so that we have a clearer picture so how old were you when you started training under mayur vaidya ji uh when i started training under pandit mayurvedji i was 19 okay so the reason i ask you that is so the and i ask this to people who kind of start in their teens because it's uh mm-hmm. you know with classical dance there's this perception that you kind of you know if if you pass a certain age or too late to start um did you ever feel that you were late or catching up and all those things and how did you deal with that, those things yeah i think there is there is uh there is always that feeling somewhere that that if i started earlier this if and then questions but then definitely it's never too late as in my biggest whenever i have this if and then question that you know if i started early the things would have been different i always think of my guru's guru as in uh, we call them maushi uh, asha joglekar ji she started under uh, gopi krishna ji nataraj gopi krishna ji at the age of 35 and and after that today in in mumbai and maharashtra so many of her disciples are gurus and are training hundreds and thousands of students so i think if if at uh, if after starting at 35 uh, her legacy is you know still continuing and she has created a great difference in maharashtra then i think it's never too late and and, and dada is teaching youngest student at the age of 82 who started kathak Hmm. So, so I think okay. then I think so I should not be very nervous with it. And to all the teenagers who who are thinking of starting it, maybe who are you know questioning somewhere that is it late? Is it not late? I think just initiating that that one moment takes it all to just initiate hmm. and step. And and like I said, I started for one month. You need at first athai theetat athai theetat, and rest uh, rest is it is the journey that you need to flow with. Yes, and and I I don't know your guru at all that well, but it it does sound like when he asked you to come for a month, he knew you would stick around for some reason. Uh, and then that and yeah, thanks for sharing that example. I didn't know that about Akshay Joklekar ji, so that's good to know. Uh, yeah, and yeah, and that kind of brings it into perspective. And coming to my final question, Aditya. So since you're doing, uh, so now we know that you've been doing performances, dance movement therapy, then bringing all that together, doing a bit of teaching as well, and showing your love for your guru. When it comes and 
and when you know uh, what would you uh, so when it comes to kathak and uh, what would you like your impact and legacy to be what would you like to be remembered for in this field uh i think this question is is a lot to think about it it, but, it is and you can take some time for it as well so don't worry yeah but but i think as i say that to me uh, kathak is not just for entertainment and and it is beyond entertainment it is uh, mm-hmm. i think it it is a language that you can communicate for me and and maybe a few people understand the language but i as i started with movement is something that anybody can understand and and so you have this gift so it has its own movement vocabulary but then you have this gift of you know knowing this language and so i think i i will i will like to uh, you know be 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 remembered for you know just just that shift if i can seeing too big you know but but uh, if a shift in the society of looking at looking at dance as just a medium of entertainment and uh, also uh also somewhere how how you take the uh dance industry as a, a medium of you know luxury or you know uh, it is it is not something that we we look at you know therapeutic or something that we need in our day to day lives or movement is something that we underestimate a lot is what i think mm-hmm. and, and we all, always you know uh, prioritize it later but but just right. to prioritize it as as and understand that this has been our first mode of communication in this world of each one of us and and just understanding the significance and importance of it and and also somewhere you know uh, being being from a, a background this this art form has a legacy of so many years and and it is such an heritage so you know with 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 considering that you know uh, i look at it as a language also also somewhere continuing with this with this nuances and legacy that is has it has as in every 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 gharana every small toda tukda has has their own speciality which has been you know just passing on through years and years and i think uh, same chocolate but different wrapper as my guru says is something that we need uh, if an art form doesn't evolve you know it doesn't reach out to the new generation so i think mm-hmm. kathak has been an art form which has always been evolving through years and years and years as in we have history from mandir to darbar darbar to auditorium and i think the the process is on and on and, and i hope it doesn't i i am sure it it will not stop evolving and as an artist uh, i also you know want to keep evolving with the art form and just same chocolate but different wrapper and and this is what i want to take forward i think so yeah yeah same chocolate different wrapper is a wonderful way to put everything and yeah thanks for kind of uh, yeah uh, yeah kind of encapsulating everything you want to do and everything you continue to do and that note i bring this episode to an end aditya thanks a lot for being here i really love how expressive how passionate you are about your work your movement and how you spread that to others as well is pretty infectious in a good way oh, also can i if I, if i can add at the end this, absolutely yes this go for it of you know a male kathak dancer or male classical dancer you know uh, mm-hmm. i just think oh, that, yeah, absolutely go for it uh, i just think that you know uh, uh, 
अर्चना ताई माय गुरुज गुरु अर्चना जोगलेकर वन्स वाज इन इंडिया फॉर द फर्स्ट टाइम आई मेट हर यू नो आई वाज डूइंग दिस कंपनी सेक्रेटरी वाज हैविंग दिस कॉन्फ्लिक्ट ऑफ यू नो वेदर टू डू इट और वेदर टू डू कथक फुल टाइम एंड आई मेट हर फॉर द फर्स्ट टाइम शी वाज इन इंडिया एंड दादा टोल्ड हर अबाउट यू नो ही इज आल्सो अ कंपनी सेक्रेटरी यू नो एंड एंड इन द कार शी टोल्ड मी आदित्य वन थिंग रिमेंबर यू नो वर्ल्ड हैज मेनी कंपनी सेक्रेटरीज बट वर्ल्ड नीड्स मोर मेल कथक डांसर्स एंड एंड दैट हैज स्टेड विद मी and you know uh, just just this of every aspiring maybe um, male kathak dancer who who is right. who, who is not sure i think right just this thing that the world needs more kathak dancers yeah uh, there are some pros and cons definitely uh, mm-hmm. but then uh, once you embrace the struggle it doesn't seem like a struggle and right and yeah yeah you have your strengths and your weakness to take forward Mm-hmm. just create your own individuality in the art form too and mm-hmm. and yeah the 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 journey is beautiful just just if you embrace it the journey is beautiful like i would just like to mention from all the festivals that i have performed the most special right. one for me and which will always stay special is uh, performing in vasant utsav as in haraji's uh, mm-hmm. kalashtram's festival in delhi and vasant utsav is such a big festival i think every kathak dancer on the globe wants to perform in front of maharaj ji in his very own festival and this year in vasant utsav there was this segment called paurush which was for which was for just male kathak dancers so so it had a uh, uh, deepak maharaj maharaj ji san abhimanyu lal ji and mm-hmm. and i was very fortunate and i don't know uh, it uh, whether it was a blessing of my guru and you know or my ancestors or guru's guru but right. i don't know whether i deserve it so soon but but i had this opportunity mm-hmm. to perform with a colleague of mine and and my because of my guru i could you know uh, perform in vasant utsav and do this duet performance this paurush segment and during okay. this paurush i somehow realized that you know that uh, definitely as in we see that legends in kathak are, are also Uh, you know maharaj ji nataraj gopi krishna ji are all male kathak dancers and we just right. more male kathak dancers and yeah we can see that you know this generation has as dancers coming forward and looking mm-hmm. at this as a career but but definitely you, you just need to stay strong and maybe there will be times when you question but but just trust the art and the art will guide you 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 don't need to you know find all the answers the art will mm-hmm. guide you and, and trust your guru it's it that is all it takes wonderful aditya so okay, and i had a question about that but yeah before mm-hmm. that so to give you some context uh, i've had a few male kathak dancers on my podcast before who discussed this aspect so devesh mishrandani talked about like the stigma he faced as a male dancer aditya sharma did this uh, same thing so i want to talk a little bit about the other side mm-hmm. so being a male kathak dancer you're going to get some favoritism like you might have noticed mm-hmm. that you would put we put in the center of performances and sometimes people are just happy that you are there just because you're a guy and you're doing mm-hmm. kathak um mm-hmm. which also feels nice i guess i'm a, i'm a first year student so this has been my experience like it feels nice to be acknowledged but you also realize like you need to be t- like you can't just rely on that or mm-hmm. that favoritism kind of gets boring how how do you deal with that or is that an aspect you think about or how, how do you think of that yeah so so first thing uh, because uh, my my guru is also male kathak dancer i think uh, maharaj ji mm-hmm. also acknowledges this fact that you know मुंबई में अगर सबसे ज्यादा मेल कथक डांसर स्टूडेंट्स हैं तो वो 
मयूरजी के पास है सो यू नो आई इन आर मयूर वैद्य आर टेम्पल देर आर सो अ ग्रुप ऑफ मेल का तक डांसर सो दिस फेवरेट इज एस्पेक्ट दादाजो he was first thought vandanas uh, vandanas and then when you understand abhinaya deep and the intensity of abhinay then he was introduced to thumris so i think it, it a lot depends on also how your guru your mentor chooses to navigate your way you know so so then the question of uh, favoritism doesn't doesn't come much because you know you just go through your journey your way it 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 doesn't has to be a, a male or a female thing just about your journey of learning if if that makes sense oh yeah it makes perfect sense and yeah i think your perspective yeah given your dynamic the dynamics you're working with your perspective it, it just adds something new to it because yeah we have we've discussed the stigma of being a male dancer definitely exists i just wanted to touch upon the other side as well like that once you've once there's a little bit of understanding in society you also have to like talk about like you know there's a bit of favoritism as well because i've faced that i've enjoyed that and now i'm kind of moving on from you know i'm trying to think about other things as well so thank you for giving me that perspective as someone who's like yeah. much further along Katak than I am. It helps me understand where you're coming from as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and and then there are days when you know uh, some people say that okay, dance is a profession, you know. Uh, but it it is it is okay if you choose dance as a profession if if you know it is a girl or something because it is a part time. So I think that comes you know mm-hmm. when we uh, fit roles or fit careers according to gender and and I think that is right. a huge long discussion when where we go about you know mm-hmm. how can we. Uh, segregate gender roles and careers according to your gender, but but that is a big right. question mark. That you know, that is that is just a big question mark. That how can you decide that what you want mm. to do just based on whether you are a male or a female, and and that is something that you need to choose. You know what what feels right to you is something that you need to choose for the rest of your life, and and yeah. but then after that surviving in the in the field is is that is also that you need to do it you know that is hmm. that is for ball game all together so okay. yeah okay and i think there anything else you want to discuss just want to make sure uh maybe maybe about uh, just talk two lines about the gharanas aspect go for go for yeah so so uh uh many times you know when when people come for admissions or something like this they ask which gharana mm-hmm. will you teach you know and and not knowing even much about the gharanas there is a big mm-hmm. question mark about you know which gharana will we be learning or or which gharana do you learn even people from the katha community and personally i find it very strange when when i am you know uh, asked this question that you know uh, yes every gharana has their own strengths and you know their specialties as we say that lucknow gharana has their own ang and very beautifully banaras gharana has its own thing and jaipur gharana katkar so they have their specialties but today the kathak we look at is is i think a blend of all the gharanas that exist and and today what we see on stage 
we cannot segregate it as a one specific because you know learnings from all the gharanas learnings from you know this this qualities from all the gharanas have come together and the kathak that we see today is is a, a beautiful amalgamation i can say of all all that kathak has in all these years so even having i have this i'm blessed with the opportunity to you know whenever maharaj is in mumbai uh, with my guru i visit him and spending time with him he he says that at you know अभी कोई घराना की बात नहीं है अभी कथक कथक है और और अभी सब लोग सब चीजें यू नो दे आर ट्राइंग टू ब्लेंड इन एंड मेक इट ब्यूटीफुल टूगेदर यू नो लाइक वी से दैट यू नो कॉन्टिनेंटल डिशेज इटालियन डिशेज दिस एंड दैट बट ऑल टूगेदर कथक इज वन आर्ट फॉर्म एंड वेन एवरीथिंग इज यू नो अंग प्लस वो जयपुर के तत्कार और उसकी चक्र सब एक साथ आ जाए तो देन द मैजिक इज ऑल टूगेदर डिफरेंट so my guru also believes that you know ki teeno gharana ka jo jo specialties hai wo hum sab aaj kathak mein seekhte hain and and my guru's guru who has learned from nataraj gopikrishna ji and then my guru mm-hmm. learned from maharaj ji for 25 years so you know a, a blend of banaras and lucknow plus jaipur mm-hmm. so i think uh, we we should appreciate and acknowledge that that uh, Every gharana has given her, given us a lot as as uh, a part of the Kathak family, and and mm-hmm. uh, we should just acknowledge and appreciate that, and and move forward with you know with with just just this sense that we have been gifted with all the gharanas that we have, and it is just a blessing that we have. Understood. Yeah, and that kind of. Yeah, I I think that's a beautiful way of wrapping up of where Kathak is right now. It's good to know the perspective that you have and Maharaj is talking about, and kind of Kathak is all coming together with all the different Karana. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you. So, 